Hello everyone and welcome back to the Scouting God Podcast. In this podcast, we're going to try to read all the merit badge books that Scouting has to offer and talk about all things Scouting. In this episode, we are going to be continuing going over the first classroom requirements. Now, let's begin. The first requirement is requirement 7C. Tell the five most common signals of a heart attack and explain the steps, procedures, and CPR. Heartbeat and breathing hurry cases. A person might stop breathing because of a heart attack, electrical shock, suffocation, drowning, smoke inhalation, and other health conditions or injuries. Brain damage or death can occur minutes after a person stops breathing and the heart stops beating. Quick effective use of automated external defibrillator or administration of CPR is essential. If the victim is not responding or is unconscious, follow these steps. 1. Check for signs of life for no more than 10 seconds. If the person is breathing, you will feel and hear the airflow on your cheek and see if the chest is rising and falling. If you cannot detect any signs of life, send someone to call 911 or your local emergency number and get an automated external defibrillator if one is located nearby. If no one else is available, make the call yourself. If the victim is a child or an infant and you are alone, give two minutes of care before you leave to find medical help. 2. If the victim is an adult, place the heel of one hand in the center of the chest and the heel of the other hand on top of it. Interlace your fingers if it is comfortable for you. If the victim is a child, use one or two hands. If the victim is an infant, place the tips of your two or three fingers on the center of the chest. Give 30 hard and fast chest compressions, or about 100 per minute, or 30 compressions in about 18 seconds. For adult victims, the compression should be at least 2 inches deep. For children, they should be about 2 inches deep. And for infants, they can be about 1.5 inches deep. 3. If you do not suspect head, neck, or spinal injuries, tilt the victim's head back by pushing down on the forehead with one hand and lifting the chin with the other. This will keep the victim's tongue from blocking the airway. Place CPR breathing barrier over the victim's mouth and protect both you from diseases that can spread by mouth. Pinch the victim's nose and blow in it for about a second to make the chest rise. Within an infant, cover the mouth and nose with the breathing barrier, then blow in for a second. Give two rescue breaths. Watch to make sure the victim's chest rises with each breath. If not, reach out the head and try again. 5. Repeat the pattern of 30 compressions followed by two breaths until medical professional help or other first aider takes over an automatic external defibrillator is ready to use. You become too exhausted to continue, the scene becomes safe, unsafe, or you see obvious signs of life. Defibrillation When someone's heart has stopped, a machine called a defibrillator can sometimes help the heart start beating regularly again. Most ambulances, hospitals, and emergency care facilities have defibrillators for trained medical personnel to use. An automated external defibrillator, also known as an AED, can be used in emergencies by scouts and other people who are trained in its use. Airports, shopping malls, schools, and many other places where people gather have installed AEDs in as much the same way that fire extinguishers are made available for quick access. Scouts can learn to use the AEDs from trained instructors, often in combination with CPR training. An AED is computerized. It can check a person's heart rhythm and recognize a rhythm that requires a shock. It can also advise the rescuer when shock is needed. AEDs use voice prompts, lights, and text messages to tell the rescuer the steps to take. An AED is very accurate and easy to use. A lapper person can learn how to operate an AED, but you should be trained to operate one safely and effectively. If you have an AED and someone knows how to use it, then have that person take over. 
heart attack, and sudden cardiac arrests. A heart attack happens when an artery that supplies blood to the heart is blocked. A heart attack can damage or kill heart muscles that are leading cause of death in the United States. Learn to recognize the warning signals of a heart attack. Then, be prepared to take prompt action when calling 911 or your local emergency number. In some cases, you may assist by responding to a heart attack victim's request for help in finding or opening medications. A common signals of a heart attack. The warning signals of a heart attack may include one or more of the following. Persistent, uncomfortable pressure, squeezing, fullness, pain or a burning sensation in the center of the chest behind the breastbone. The feeling may spread to the shoulders, arms, and neck. It might last several minutes or longer and might come and go. The pain is not always severe. Unusual sweating. A person experiencing a heart attack may perspire even though the room is cold. Nausea. Stomach distresses when an urge to vomit is an example of nausea that may occur in a person experiencing a heart attack. Shortness of breath. A feeling of weakness. Women and men can experience different warning signs. While women might feel the same, same heaviness in the chest that men feel, they can also show less abdominal and upper body pain, unexpected fatigue and dizziness. These warning signs can also appear in men. Should anyone complain of these symptoms, immediately call for medical help. Don't delay. Be ready to begin CPR if the heartbeat and breathing stop. The next requirement is requirement 7D. Tell what utility services exist in your home or meeting place. Describe potential hazards associated with these utilities and tell how to respond it's in emergency situations. Keeping your home safe. Among young children, poisoning is one of the most frequent causes of accidental death. They might swallow almost anything. Fuels, battery acid, peeling wall paint, pills from a medicine cabinet, cosmetics, presets, cleaning products, and other household chemicals and poisons. If you see these items in your home that could be dangerous to a child, store them in a safe place out of the reach of children. Older people can be hurt as well. Make sure rugs are secure, especially on staircases, and that dangerous items are stored properly. Properly dispose of partially filled or unneeded cans of paint and varnish. Paint soap brushes and oily rags. Keep terpene and paint thinners and airtight cans. Store gasoline, benzide, napathia, lighter fluid, camp soap fuels, and other highly flammable liquids in tightly closed metal containers outside the home. Another part of safety is making sure that the, these are working smoke detectors inside each bedroom, outside each sleeping level, and on each level of the home, including the basement. If smoke detectors are battery-operated, instead of connected to the home's electrical supply, replace the batteries twice a year. Preventing Carbon Monoxide Poisoning The most common inhaled poison is carbon monoxide, a gas given off by gasoline engines, natural gas appliances, charcoal grills, furnaces, and fireplaces. Carbon monoxide is especially dangerous because it has no odor. To avoid carbon monoxide hazards, do not operate a car or lawnmower in a closed garage or shed. Do not cook indoors over wood or charcoal, and never use gas stoves, ovens, candles, or other flames inside of tents. Carbon monoxide detectors installed in homes will send a warning if carbon monoxide reaches dangerous levels. These detectors should be placed on each level of a home, including the basement and outside of each sleeping area. Utilities Many home emergencies are related to utilities. A burst pipe can cause flooding. A gas leak or electrical problem can cause a fire. Talk with your parents about what utilities your home has and how to shut them off. Here are some notes about common utilities. Electric power the power to your home comes through an electrical panel. Typically, there is a main power disconnect switch at the top of the panel that will cut power to the entire home. Water. 
Cutoff belts can be find, found near sinks, toilets, and faucets. There should also be a main cutoff valve that lets you turn off all water to the home. Gas. If you smell gas, leave your home immediately and call 911, your local emergency number, or the gas company from a neighbor's house, or your cell phone once you are outside. Looking for the source of a leak yourself could lead to an explosion because many things can be ignite ignition source, even such things as flashlight, mobile phones, light switches, and garage door openers. The next requirement is requirement 7E. Develop an emergency action plan for your home that indicates what to do in case of a fire, storm, power outage, and water outage. Staying safe at home. You probably spend more time in your home than any other place. Staying safe there is different, but no less important than staying safe on campouts and other scouting trips. As in other standings, being safe can, means being prepared. Emergency kit. Use the contents list of the home or patrol slash troop first aid kit to build your own home first aid kit. With the help of your parent or guardian, you can create a larger emergency preparedness kit that includes the items listed plus flashlights, a battery of crank-powered radio, and a three-day supply of drinking water and non-perishable food for each person in your family, as well as a means of treating water to drink. Having these items on hand will better prepare your family for storms, floods, power outages, and other emergencies. Store your emergency supplies in a cool, dry place, and occasionally check on the expiration dates on food, stored food and medicines. Emergency plan. Work with your parents to develop a plan in case of a fire, storm, power outage, or water outage. Post emergency numbers on a prominent place. Create a map showing two escape rooms from each bedroom and hold a fire drill once a year. If any bedrooms are on the second floor, consider buying portable fire escape ladders for these rooms. Design a meeting place well away from the home, such as a neighbor's house, where everyone knows to go in case of an emergency. The next requirement is requirement 7F. Explain how to attain portable water in an emergency. How to drink drinking water. Three ways to make water safer for drinking are boiling, filtering, and treating it with tablets. Boiling. Bringing water to a roiling boil for a full minute will kill most orgasms. If the water looks especially dirty, try filtering it through a bandana before boiling. Filtering. Water treatment filters made for hikers and campers are effective and easy to use. Some pump water through pores small enough to strain out bacteria and parasites. Others contain chemicals or carbon that help make the water safer to drink. Follow the instructions that come with the filter you plan to use and be sure to clean it frequently so that it does not become clogged. Treating. Water treatment tablets are sold in small bottles and in packets. To treat water, follow the instructions on the packaging. Most treatment tablets call for you to drop one or two tablets in a quart of water and wait 30 minutes before drinking it. If you are treating water in your water bottle, loosen the lid and slosh a little water into the threads on the top. That will treat the water that's trapped there. Water treatment tablets can lose their strength over time, so check the expiration date on the package. Use only fresh tablets. The next section is fitness. Requirement 8A says, after completing second class requirement 7A, be physically active at least 30 minutes each day for 5 days a week for 4 weeks. Keep track of your activities. This is kind of self-explanatory, so I'm going to go into the next part. Requirement 8B says, share your changes and successes in completing the first class rank requirement 8A. Set a goal for continuing to try physically active as part of your daily life. The next section is citizenship. Requirement 9A says, visit and discuss with a selected individual approved by your leader, for example, an elected 
trade official judge, attorney, civil servant, principal or teacher, the constitutional rights and obligations of a U.S. citizen. Your rights as an American. Do you like to get together with your friends, read whatever you wish, live in a home no one can enter unless invited? Those are rights that are guaranteed by the Constitution and shared by all Americans. You also have the right to practice any religion you want, and your freedom of speech is protected. It does not matter where we live, how much money we have, the color of our skin, whether we are male or female, or what our religion beliefs are. The Constitution states that all Americans are equal under the law. Never in human history have the rights ever of every person has been so respected. Citizens' rights and responsibilities. As a citizen of the United States, you and your family are free to worship where you like, say what you think, own things and live where you want, go to school, vote, and receive a trial by jury. In return for these rights, you and your family are expected to obey laws, respect the rights and possessions of others, serve on a jury when called, pay taxes, vote, Keep up with the current events. Be on an instrument for change. The next requirement is requirement 9B. Investigate an environmental issue affecting your community. Share what you learned about these issues with your patrol or troop. Tell what, if anything, can be done by you or your community to address the concern. Sustaining our environment. An important part of being an American citizen is taking care of your our environment. As a scout, you should strive to live sustainably, which means using natural resources carefully so that future generations have enough resources to meet their needs. You can help the environment by recycling, reducing the amount of water and energy your family uses, picking up trash along lake shores, buying sustainably produced products, planting trees, building birdhouses, and restoring the habitat of the endangered species. The Environmental Science and Sustainability Merit Badges pamphlets will give you other ideas. One of the easiest things you can do is reduce the amount of trash you produce. Make an inventory of the trash you generate and look up ways to generate less in the future. Instead of buying disposable water bottles, buy reusable bottles and refill them from the tap. Instead of buying wrapping paper, wrap gifts and pages from an old comic books. Instead of tossing aluminum cans in the trash, make them into a local recycling center. You can also help the environment by learning about environmental issues that are affecting your community. Perhaps you live in an area where the drought has affected the water supply. Perhaps factories in your community are emitting pollution. Perhaps deforestation has reduced the habitat for wildlife. Learn more about the issues facing your community and take steps to address them. The next requirement is requirement 9C. On a scouting or family outing, take note of the trash and garbage you produce. Before your next summer outing, decide how you can reduce, recycle, or repurpose what you take on that outing, and then put those plans into action. Compare your results. The next requirement is requirement 90. Participate in three hours of service through one or more service projects, approved by a scoutmaster. The projects must not be the same service projects used for Tenderfoot Requirement 7B and the Second Class Requirement 8E. Explain how your service to others relates to the scout law. The next section is Leadership. Requirement 10 says, Tell someone who is eligible to join Boy Scouts or are an active Boy Scout, tell your scouting activities, invite them to a scouting activity, service project, or meeting. Tell them how to join or encourage the inactive Boy Scout to become active. Share your efforts with your Scoutmaster or other adult leader. The next section is Scout Spirit. Requirement 11 says, Demonstrate your Scout Spirit by living the Scout Oath and the Scout Law. Tell how you have done your duty to God and how you have lived the four different points of the Scout Law, different from these points used for the previous ranks in your everyday life.
Next requirement is requirement 12. While working towards the first class rank and after completing the second class requirement 11, participate in the Scoutmaster Conference. Next requirement is requirement 13. Successfully complete your board review for the first class rank. Congrats! Now you have all you need to know to earn the first class rank requirements.